Welcome to Silver Lake Lounge. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. I did it. I, I came to James Fritz. I came to Mecca. We did it together. Thank you. Uh, our, our wonderful bartender, is uh, tip him a billion dollars. We're all very, very rich in Silver Lake. We pretend we're poor, but we're very, very rich. It's Hollywood, guys. It's Hollywood nights, Hollywood days, just nonstop Coke. I'm on a lot of Coke right now. Just been, I've been here for about uh, 18 hours. I've done 18 hours of Coke. It's a good, good trip. It's a fun trip. I flew with cocaine. It's fine. Just kids at home, fly with cocaine. There's nothing wrong with it. If you take the bus, they'll search you. Don't ever take a bus with cocaine. That's a good tip for life. That's not what the show is about, Lies. The show is about me being a 14-year-old. Here's how that works. Earlier this week, uh, one of the guys that... Uh, pretty much changed my life. He's just such an important gentleman. His name is Billy Corgan. And Billy Corgan, oh boy, I come to, I come to all these places around the country and I just talk about Billy Corgan and Kurt Cobain because I'm 14 forever. Fuck it. They're in the news. They're in the news. Thank God they're in the news or else I have nothing. But oh boy, I have a lot tonight. So Billy Corgan, cool bro. He's totally a bro. He likes Chicago Bears and cardigan sweaters. We're cut from the same cloth. Billy Corgan, uh, he, he's, in a, he's in a new commercial. Uh, this commercial's for Walter E. Smith with a Y. Smith with a Y, everybody. It's a wrestling commercial and a furniture commercial. It's a 30-second long commercial, similar to the stage we have this evening. For the listener at home, we're on a stage. For the, uh, for the person that doesn't care about that, well, you should care because context is everything, ladies and gentlemen. That's how novels work. If you don't have the details, well, what are you writing about, kids? Then you're just a ugh, bloggers. Am I right? Anyways, so uh, there's three chairs, and there's three Smith brothers, and a Billy Corgan. That's called musical chairs. It's called Billy's musical chairs, and they run around the chairs, and one of the Walter E. Smith brothers, the cool one with the cool stash, pushes Billy Corgan. That's not how things work. So Billy Corgan's like, hey, wrestlers, hey, friends of mine that I employ, go beat the shit out of these guys. And they do, and it's wonderful, and they sell furniture. Now, people don't like the idea of Billy Corgan, a 40-something-year-old man, hawking furniture because it's against rats in cages or something. No, it's perfect. The man has, he has standards. Here's why it's good. He's selling furniture. We all need furniture. Chairs are very important in our lives. We're, it's, if you don't have a chair, what do you have? You have a floor. You have a beanbag. What are you, in a dorm? No, we have to grow up, and we have to have nice chairs from Walter E. Smith. Uh, I'm currently engaged right now. If anyone wants to go on my registry and buy me Walter E. Smith chairs, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to enjoy those chairs, probably for a very long time. They're well-made chairs. So he's supporting a local business, and he's plugging his wrestling league. He has a wrestling league, by the way. Uh, that's kind of an important part of the story. Billy Corgan has a wrestling league. And yes, it's funny. Yes, it's stupid. But I was a 10-year-old boy once. And if I can hang out with the Ultimate Warrior, not the current Ultimate Warrior, crazy, I hate gay people, and the right wing is the right ring. No. Uh, the cool Ultimate Warrior with these getting locked in a coffin with the Undertaker. That Ultimate Warrior, I want to hang out with him. I was a 10-year-old. Billy Corgan has a wrestling league. That's cool. Number two about the wrestling league, Billy Corgan has a developmentally disabled brother. And now his brother has a role in his wrestling league. His brother plays a good guy and Billy plays a bad guy. That is a wonderful thing. Now, this has been on my mind because my friend Ned Hepburn, Ned has been on the show before in New York and in Chicago. Ned, he writes for this blog called Death and Taxes. You could kind of, you could guess what that's about. Death and Taxes, pretty boring stuff. A lot of, the cast of girls loves Death and Taxes, by the way. Uh, by the way, for the listener at home, there's a girls poster in this bar. I highly endorse this bar. Girls is a great television show. That's not sarcasm. That's just a true fact. Anyways, he wrote this thing about legacy, uh, Kurt Cobain versus Billy Corgan. And uh, Nirvana is the reason I quit sports. It's why I have a wi- This is true. Nirvana is the reason I quit sports. Nirvana is the reason I have a women's studies degree. True facts. He says that Kurt Cobain did the right thing. 
No, that's not true. Don't kill yourself, kids at home, especially if you have a daughter. Don't be a shitty dad. No one ever likes to talk about... Why is my voice getting hurt? No one ever likes to talk about the fact that Kurt Cobain was an awful father. How do I know he was an awful father? He killed himself when he had a one-year-old daughter. That's an awful father. That's the definition of an awful, shitty father. Billy Corgan, no kids. Wrestling commercial... A little pudgy. That's all right. Still solos, has an 18-year-old drummer in the band, and sells out arenas. I want that legacy. I don't care what you think about me. I want to sell out arenas, hang out with really cool people, and just fly with cocaine like I've been doing with these Hollywood nights. Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it to the West Coast. We've made it to see James Fritz. We're going to do it together. Stephanie Haas, you need that microphone, Stephanie. Why don't, you're the co-host this evening. Stephanie's never co-hosted the show. How are you, Stephanie Haas? I'm, I'm great. I'm excited to be here. For the listener at home, Stephanie, please describe your dress. My, my, uh, I'm wearing uh, skinny black jeans and a, a gray V-neck and um, a leather jacket and uh, shoes that you said look like they're from Back to the Future. I don't know. Stephanie Haas, you could tell that she's a Chicago comic because she dresses like Marty McFly <laughs> with no reservations. That's how you know. That's, a, that's an easy way to point out a Midwest comic. And if, if they're a lady and they look like Marty McFly, funny lady. The sneakers it, go with my pompadour. Once again, Marty McFly, Back to the Future 1 and 2, not the superior third one, which is totally overlooked. By the way, Back to the Future 3, the best Back to the Future because I am crazy, guys. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I'm a crazy guy. I love Back to the Future 3. It tells us a lot about our life. Uh, you're, you're visiting as well. Yes. You had a fun night last evening. Yes. What happened last evening? Uh, uh, I went to go see a show, and I hurt myself uh, severely for the second time this trip. The fir- oh, I didn't tell you about this. T- I, I hurt myself twice on this trip. On, uh, the, the first night that I was here, I smashed my finger on a chair. Why did you do that? I have a lot of sitting-related injuries. Uh, That's not a thing. No, it, it is. I've broken my foot twice, uh, once sitting down on a couch and another time getting off of a futon. For the listener at home, you're a thin lady. Yeah. And, it, and I, think I'm, I, think I, might, I think I might lose this nail because I smashed it into a chair. Oh, <laughs> now, it's all, now it's all green underneath. <laughs> but then, so I thought that was going to be my injury for the trip. But then, then yesterday, I think I, I, was, I was stepping down off of a stage that was literally one step. And then I, uh, I think I re-broke my foot. Why did you, like, what, what was going on that you, you stepped off of a stage and you were... We were looking at some art. I broke my foot looking at art, basically. Uh, <laughs> this is why people hate artists. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Kinane was five feet away. That was, he saw the whole thing. That was embarrassing. That why, was, why does that matter? For the listener at home, Kyle Kinane is not an attractive man. Uh, you know, he, has a, he has a very thick beard. Now, if I was a woman, <laughs> now if I was if I was a woman or if I was a gay man, I would be attracted to Kyle Kinane because I'm a women's studies major. Now, typically handsome, not I don't think I'm Kyle Kinane. I'm emotionally a women's studies major. I feel, and you're a woman. <laughs> so, so you. <laughs> oh right. So you saw Kyle Kinane and you fell off of a stage. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Now, what do you hope to accomplish? from falling off of a stage in front of Kyle Kinane. What's the goal? I think it's going to be really good for my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I assume it'll further our romantic relationship. Have you talked to him face-to-face? Yes. How did that go? It was great. Well, he told me that uh, that of me, Dan Telfer, and James Fritz, I seemed like... Name I drops. No, seemed like I had no problems and that I should take care of the other two. That's a fair statement, that was actually. after I fell off the stage. That's a, is Kyle single? I don't know. How do you not know? Like, I want to know. I just met him last night. James, you have Kyle's number. Could you please text Kyle to... Fu- 
He's not getting back to you. Damn it! I don't. I don't blame him. All right. Well, we have a show with people that are no offense that are very very successful. You're successful in a different way, Stephanie. Am I? Yeah, I think you are. Okay. You you could pay rent. Sometimes that's a success to me. You're like you're doing it. First world. It's great. Uh, coming to the stage, uh, she was our first guest on our first New York show, and she's going to be our first guest on our first LA show. I'm really, really, really glad she's here. In the past two years, she's gotten way more popular and successful and in, in, in doing cool things. And I'm literally trying to follow her across the country, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Sarah Benincasa, everybody. Sarah, you can sit, Sarah. You know, I think Kyle Kinane is a goddamn dreamboat. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I... Sarah, what was your major in college? Uh, it was Kyle Kinane's dick. <laughs> so, like, tacos With a and a minor beer. in his balls. <laughs> Why? Are, have you ever been attracted to balls? No. No. Balls are just... Un, I mean, they're functional. Yeah. They're necessary. Yeah. But well, I find them to be wrinkly bastards. I like balls. Wait, really? why do you, yeah. why do you like balls? Because I don't have them, so they're interesting. Oh, but, that's so interesting. Well, here's here. Wait, wait, wait. They're squishy. I don't uh, know. All right, so you like things that you don't have and are squishy. They're like I don't have. There's no equivalent on the female body. Like it's so. They're so. If weird. you eat weird things and lose a lot of weight and gain a lot of weight, you can develop weird sacks of skin and like flabby. a like a vag sack. Like a vag sack. <laughs> like a, a a vag taint. I think you've written your next sack? title for your next book. I've had three sips of vodka and I am feeling that's it? wild. <laughs> Man, that's why you're successful, because I have three sips of vodka, and I feel normal <laughs> and put together and Russian. That's not good. Uh, you are a delight. Thank I feel you. like I'm ending the interview. No. Um, Sarah, the last time you were on the show, you wore fabulous boots. You wore fabulous boots again. I th- are they the same boots? I think they might be. They're, I think I mentioned this last time. They are still fabulous boots. Can I tell you what happened after I did your show two years ago? Yes. Oh, my God. So I went to the birthday party of a boy who I would eventually date for a month um, got plastered and fucked my podcast co-host. It was real awkward. For the Wasn't this the sex podcast yes, co-host? Yes, yeah, sex and other human activities. So you kind of can't... That's just research. It was. Yeah, it was, actually. And now... I mean, it's something funny that we since laughed about, and we eventually were like, let's do an episode where we do a big reveal to the fans. And all these these people emailed us, and they were like, we knew you guys had sex. Like, why else would you do a sex podcast, you assholes? And I was like, that's true. And it was interesting because I kept having flashbacks, um, like, months later. Uh, We'd be talking about something. He'd talk about comic books, and one time I was like, do you have a Sandman tattoo on your back? And he was like, yes. And I was like, and I literally said, how do I know that? And he said, I mouthed we had sex, <laughs> audience. And I was like, okay. And um, yeah, so that, was, that evening was just wild. I look at pictures from that evening, and I'm like, it was the, a wild the night. The very, very talented photographer, Mindy, was there. Mindy Tucker. Mindy Tucker. Who's with, with reservation.com. She's wonderful. And now she's got a weekly thing in the Huffington Post, and she uh, highlighted uh, James Adomian last week. Ugh, that is a handsome homosexual. I agree. Unlike Kyle Kinane. Who do you sleep with, James Adomian or Kyle Kinane? Oh, that's a toughie. They're both safe and w- ready and willing. All right. And every, everyone is single. 
Uh, sure. If Everyone's you want him to single. Be. James, I, I'm not. Am I forcing James? No, no, no. They're they're willing. They want. They're to. willing. Okay. They're like in terms of like readiness level, they're a seven out of ten. Wait, wait. Can I add in? Can I add in some information that may affect your decision? Yeah, I don't uh, want to make you upset. Sometimes James Adomian draws on a mustache, so he might stain your pillows. Okay. Well, I would also say you. Do you love? Do you love Kyle? <laughs> do you love him? I love everyone. Do you love Kyle more? I mean, I love him as a comedian. I don't know him personally. I did a show with Kyle the other evening on it, and he, we had to sit on a couch, and he sat in the corner that was caked with uh, congealed old vomit. It was a very classy did he, show. Did he know that he was sitting? He realized it, and we said the girls offered to trade with him, and he wouldn't do it because he's a gentleman. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to pick James and I'll tell you why. Cuz he's hot. Because I no, that is inaccurate. You James, like voices? James I like voices. I enjoyed Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. And He was in the movie. She's just he, not randomly referencing it. He played film. George W. Bush in that movie if you've seen it. That was James. And also I don't want to step on your toes because <laughs> I think this Kyle thing might work out. Yeah, for we have you. a pretty good shot. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be in a break the fucking girl code and be it's a goddamn thoughtful. asshole. Wait, that's the girl code when people talk about the girl code crushes on stand-ups that are very easy to find? No, the girl code yeah. is specifically don't fuck Kyle Kinane when someone else likes him. <laughs> it only pertains to Kyle Kinane. Otherwise, if we're talking like Showalter or something, it's fine. You can Wait, you would sleep with Michael Showalter? I did not say that. I know a lot of people who have crushes on Michael Showalter. I had a crush yeah. on him when I was 13. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there, you, you don't. You, you learn. You live, well, you learn, you love. You know, you lose. I just moved on to other crushes. I don't have a crush on him anymore. What other members of Stella have you been attracted to? Uh, <laughs> let's let's do a deep cut and talk about the state. I used to have a crush on Ken Marino. That makes sense. Yeah. He's a classically attractive. I had a crush on Joe Latrulio. Oh, yeah. See, that's that makes me think you're a really good person. <laughs> he is adorable. He is adorable, but he looks like a bug. No, he's got beautiful eyes like some sort of anime girl. Like a bug. Well, it's, no. I'm not going to go with you on this. I'm not yes-anding you. Fuck you. So that's how I know you're a stand-up. Right. I don't get, I'm not getting paid. What is this, UCB in New York? Am I right, you guys? What's up, guys? Shut that place down. Shut that place down. Who's mad that their beer costs two dollars? What a what a bunch of assholes facilitating the arts, <laughs> fucking dicks. Speaking of facilitating the arts, yes, uh, uh, you have a book. Yeah, it's called Agora Fabulous Dispatches yeah. from My Bedroom. Yeah, and it is a memoir. Yeah, it is a memoir. So great. Yeah, I'm I'm writing and I'm writing two young adult novels right now. How is that transition? It's weird because there's less there's a less finger banging in my teen novels than in my memoir. Is there some <laughs> wait? Is there some finger banging? Yeah, there's there some girl go. on girl action in my first one, which I just sent to the copy editor. So it's getting copy edited as we speak. This is one of the few times I wish we were a visual show as well because I want to bring out a baseball so you can teach me like the grips, like you know how I teach a. a are we base- talking about finger banging? Oh children? yeah! What are we talking about? Well, yeah, because in a, young it, girls. Well, not who says you're in gaget. A, a butt's a butt, okay? All Don't, right, a butt's a butt. You're right. No, it's like, this is not a sexist it's, show. It's in, and you curl it up like you're saying, "Come here, friend." Yes, but wait. Um, when you curl in, do you, is there is there a separation between the two skins, between the finger between skins? Between the two and, fingers, like do you do? do a, you create? A, do you go in and peace sign it out? Exactly. Oh. 
I no, mean, no, but you see what I mean? Not, not so, let's say the fingers are together still. Okay. Let's say we're throwing a slider. This is why I wish I had a baseball on me. Okay. And we're throwing a slider. Now, if you put that upside down, let's say that's a thing. Yeah. Now, do you go like this to create it, or do you keep the pressure on? Okay. That's what I mean. You curl. I think you curl in. I don't know, because half the time it just makes me want to fucking pee. There you go. So These I are important know. things to I know. Would, I would say you do the curl and the thing, and you, you stimulate the G spot. Well, that's another one. That's a little tricky here. Well, no, you're that's what you're she's talking, talking about. When you curl up, that's to get the you G spot. hit the G spot that way. W- okay, w- wait. <laughs> that's one way to do it. Correct. The correct way to do it. Mm-hmm. What about the other end? What the butthole? The butthole. That's not I for don't. Women. I do not. Hey, like hey, that's sexist. Don't ever say that I'm again. I'm so with you on that. Well, I no, don't. I, mean, I don't want stuff in my butt. I don't no, want I, stuff in my butt. I but I'm not going butt, to judge other butt. people that want stuff in their butt. Therefore, we have to find a way to to, uh, to marry these two together. I got but in a little bit get... of trouble once. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, I just go I got in a tr- I got in trouble once because I was dogging on butt sex. I remember this. And a porn star who is great, who's a really smart gal, who's really funny. Um, was uh, was not was not pleased. Yeah, she was not pleased with me, and she felt. I mean, because I was basically shitting on her job. Basically, are you? Tr- <laughs> okay, I'm she sorry. didn't like it. She didn't like it, and I, I. She was sort of making the point of like, "Hey, Sarah, maybe for some people it works." And I was. That's like very, my point. Yeah, all I'm saying is I'm a female porn star when it comes to the butt. That's great. Yeah, isn't it? I'm pretty liberal. Sorry. It's hard to look at someone in the eye when that's not smiling and, or walking away when you say something like that. <laughs> it's just kind of jarring. That's like, that's not a normal reaction. Why Are is you? she just nodding yep. in, in, as if this is an okay a form of conversation? That, that we do. Um, it's fun to talk about this stuff, though, because I left Sex and Other Human Activities. I moved to Los Angeles, and now it's co-hosted by a wonderful gal named Jackie Zabrowski, who is in the, uh, the group Murder Fist, which is a very funny group in... New York City. Say the name of the group again. Murder Fist. Exactly. They're great. And um, so I, it's nice to get to talk about sex again. I am starting a new podcast, though, with my friend Beowulf. What? His name is Beowulf Jones. Is that his given name? No, his given name is Richard, but he goes by Beowulf because, what? obviously. Is his last name Jones? Yes. So Richard Jones. So Dick Jones or Beowulf Jones? Yeah, I'm going with Beowulf Jones. It's pretty and good. he's awesome. And I've known him for quite a while. He used to tech my show in New York. And he runs a, a different podcast called Risk here in L.A. He's the so L.A. producer. Speaking of Risk, Kevin Allison had the same crush as you. On whom? Joe Latrulio. Did he? He did. I didn't know. I'm friends with Kevin, and I didn't know that. Ask him about this, because we had the same conversation of which member of Stella did you have a crush on? Because he was in Stella. No, sorry, the state. The state, yeah. And when we interviewed him, he's like, I love Joe Latrulia. And he's like, I love bugs. <laughs> Kevin also loves going to kink camp. What's wrong with kink camp? That's his most successful episode. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's, it's a great episode. For the kids at home, uh, if you like stuff everywhere in everything... Willingly, you'll love the podcast Risk. Yeah. It's yeah. a great, sh- it's like This American Life. No, it's like The Moth, but way more fun. It's like This American Life if Ira Glass was, uh, was the gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like way better audio quality. Correct. Yeah, than a gimp. Um, how uh, most people that are listening to this show know you from this show, but a lot of people know you probably from WTF. Yes. Was the, when you went to do WTF, were were you like happy? Were you excited, or were you just like, how is he going to call me not a comic? Like, what do you, how do you, how how did you approach that interview? Um, I figured that Mark would be cool, um, and he was cool. Yes, and I I, I think 
you know, I, I do stand up. Stand up is really fun. I enjoy yeah. doing stand up. I just did uh, a couple of shows with Jonah Ray up at Sketchfest in San Francisco, which cool. was awesome. Um, but most of the time when I get paid for doing things, it's not stand up. It's like uh, fingering in the butthole. Um, which it's, really means <laughs> talking to colleges. Right. Talking to colleges. Yeah. Uh, and writing books yeah. and blogging for ExoJane and Jezebel and a site called Take Part and a site called Wonket. So, um, you know, it wasn't like I was coming to him as as someone who was exactly doing the same thing that he does. Like there exactly. was no there's no beef there. I don't pose a threat to him. Like. Okay in any way, shape, or form. Like, he has his established career. He's very successful. Yeah. So I was just sort of like an interesting gal to chat with. I just, I, I listen to that show a lot, and a lot of the times it is a, a very confrontational show. Yeah, and we had no history, so yeah. it was not confrontational at you all. You came off really well on that show. Oh, thank you. You, you definitely did. Now, um, you're occasionally on another, on a, a television show. You're occasionally on Totally Biased. I've been on Totally Biased, How? yeah, with W. Kamau Bell. Um, th- I just wanted to mention that because that's fucking cool, and I love yeah, those guys. Yeah, no, they're and really awesome. They're uh, it's awesome hanging out with them is really fun. Actually, uh, Kamau and I share a manager, Carrie, yeah. who's an EP on the show, um, and then uh, my friends Janine Brito and Kevin Avery, uh, who are also clients of, of Whitesmith Entertainment, which <laughs> is a very small. There's only four of us. Um, the two of them write on the show. Kevin's the head writer, so basically, like three out of four of us work on the show and one out of four of us doesn't but, well, shows, but shows up occasionally and is like i'm playing a wacky character uh are you gonna bring back the bathtub series yeah you should do that a few years ago sarah had an amazing series where she interviews people in a bathtub getting wet with sarah ben and casa yeah, yeah. absolutely who, who are some of the people you want on that uh kamau actually i'm, I'm courting kamau to see if he will sit in the bathtub ha- uh, he's a father. He's a married man. Has yeah. that ever come up? Have, have any guests been like, I don't want to do this. Yes. I got the wife at home. Yeah. Um, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Thorne. Really? W- said no because he felt it would not be appropriate. We talked about it on uh, Jordan Jesse Go, yeah. their podcast. That makes sense, though. He felt it would be inappropriate and that it would be weird. Yeah. And I was fine with that. I asked, uh, uh, I asked Mark, and Mark was like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be happening. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. I'll sit in your garage. You don't <laughs> have to sit in my goddamn bathtub. Um, but, yeah, some people get weirded out by it because they think that it's sexual. But the funny thing about the show is that it doesn't have to be sexual. Like, you don't have to be naked. You can wear, like, Neil Gaiman wore a funny yeah. suit. Amanda Palmer was naked. Yeah. Donald Glover was naked because he didn't know you could wear clothes. <laughs> so, Did you offer to tell him you could wear clothes? I forgot to tell him, but I figured he would watch some of the other ones. No. But he's busy. Yeah. So he didn't watch them. So he just came to my house and took all his clothes off. And I was wearing a prom dress, and so we sat in the tub, and we had to, as the bubbles, we stayed in the tub for like an hour, and as the bubbles decreased, we had to place things in front of Donald's crotch so that other people couldn't see his dick, so that YouTube wouldn't take it down. Um, So we put a Buddha right there. We put a wooden Buddha that I had, and that was pretty fun. (laughs) It was not a pro. That was not a sad day in Sarah's life. In the old Ben and Casa's life, Margaret Cho was naked, but Margaret, yeah, Margaret gets She's naked. She's always naked. That's she gets naked. Never invite James Adomi into the tub. Absolutely. In an effort to try to get this party ja- started. James is deeply close friends with one of my good friends, Rebecca Trent, who owns a place called the Creek, Creek in the Cave, cave yeah, in Queens, in New York. It's wonderful. I think that Rebecca 
as my girlfriend would say to me, Sarah, this is a lost cause. <laughs> He's Don't gay. Do He's it. a gay man. He is a homosexual person. We're not outing a man. He's got an entire chunk he on his great stand-up it. album he, about being gay. I thought we had gay. the power to de-gay people on this podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's all we do. Yeah. We're a right-wing pod. <laughs> Did you not know that? Yeah, I we're the only that. touring right-wing pod. You guys are a right-wing pod? I had no idea. That's great. I, I interviewed someone from the Cato Institute today, which is a right-wing yeah, organization. Uh, you're also a journalist. I am, oddly enough. I, I'm a reporter for a site called TakePart.com, which yeah. is a division of Participant Media, the company that made Lincoln and uh, Promised Land and a lot of different films. And they have this social justice website that they accidentally hired me for. And uh, I write you, about things for them. You've written for Jezebel. You've written for XO. It's not like you're just like, hey, you lady, you write for us. No, right. You but, have this, but this is like actual reporting. Like I call people and, and I ask them... Um, I ask them things. You've been calling senators? I call senators. I call... I spoke to a lot of women who own guns recently. I spoke to the owner of the last abortion clinic in Mississippi. She deserves a medal. Diane. She's very cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I have a really easy life after all, after hearing that stuff. And you get to be in a bathtub with Donald Glover every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, once, uh, once. I haven't seen him since, but <laughs> if we ever run into each other, I show, I'm sure he'll be properly grossed out by me. I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's a wonderful thing. I want to change my prom memories to something like that. To, uh, yeah. You wore a prom dress. I want to wear a crap, shitty rented tux and just get in a bathtub with nakeds. I'll, it helps if you're a girl. Uh, ah, and if you have if you have boobs, it helps. I got some. People will say yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, the, but I, don't, I never get sexual with anyone in the tub. Like, there's nothing sexy oh, know, about know, it. Know, you know, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people hear it and they think... You know, what is, you know, I'm like a normal looking girl. I'm not a porn star. I'm not going to, you know, like it just doesn't, it's not like come into my tub and fuck my butthole with your fingers. It's like, <laughs> let's sit in a bathtub that while. Could be a sh- that is a different <laughs> show. That, that's a show. That's on Vimeo. That's a, it's on Vimeo. They don't pull those down. Right. It's different. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, people come and they just sit in the bathtub and they just, we just talk about their stuff, yeah. whatever their issues are and whatever they're, they're into, we is talk it, about is it. Is anybody else trying to expose crazy right wing stuff and also like doing comedy? That, that isn't shitty. I think, okay. Um, there aren't many. There are. There aren't many. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're this so wonderful, There's some political unique... folks, but I don't know if they're, like, trying... Thank you. I don't know if they're... Like, I, Jamie Kilstein comes to mind, but I... And he does Citizen Radio with his wife, Allison Kilkenny. Yeah. He's very funny. Um, there are a few people who, yeah, I, I would say Baritone Day Thurston is, is, is like, be- above and beyond. Yeah. Like, he does such cool stuff. Yeah. You have a really good circle. Yeah, good people. Yeah. I know some good people. I'm it's tr- been I'm nice. I'm literally trying to follow in your footsteps. Okay, fine. Come to a party. We'll hang out. Okay, It'll done. Be, we'll just... <laughs> Finger, we'll butt, butt finger bang people. We'll ask Baritone Day <laughs> no, if it's no, no, okay. No, 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 I don't want to actually do that. I just want to know the right way to do it. It's like, I don't want to play Major League Baseball, but I love going to the batting cages. Like that kind of thing. I would dance your fingers around the anus. And then if the person's into it, maybe like put your finger in a tiny bit. And then if they, they're into that, just keep going until they scream in a not good way. Good and idea. then you back it off. Yeah. You that's just stop. That's just life advice for everything. That's life advice for literally everything you could ever do possibly. Well, that's perfect. You got any plugs? Uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. Uh, yeah, please listen to The Blunder Years, a podcast about your teenage years, hosted by me and Beowulf Jones. It's not out yet, but one day it will be. Um, what else? You have else? a book. 
Agrofabulous. Agora it's still fabulous. in store. It's Agora Fabulous. Oh, sorry. Isn't paperback. It? The paperback yes. comes out in April, I That's believe. That's so exciting. Which is cool. I'm really stoked about that. And um, follow me on Twitter at Sarah J. Benincasa. And that's how I know that you had a horrible sick time in Chicago. I got so sick in Chicago, dude. Yeah, I do. I was no. there. I was there headlining a, a, a benefit show for Hurricane Sandy victims. Yeah, which is hilarious in Chicago at the Laugh Factory, which is so nice there. It's weird. And I just, fuck, I didn't bomb, but I almost, I very nearly Well, it's bombed. a factory setting. It's really hard to have laughs in a factory. It's just <laughs> well, not it is, meant it's to. It's true. It's, it's, it's based on Henry Ford's assembly line theories, yeah, and it's, it's not amusing. <laughs> yeah, my um, wife, you know, I'm done. Like, you're not doing that. <laughs> well, good, I w- good Laugh Factory material. I was coming down with the By flu. By the way, sorry, Tim Allen's at the Laugh Factory this evening. If anybody wants to go check it out in L.A., I highly recommend Tim Allen will be there. Uh, sorry, continue. No, I, I was coming down with the flu, and I, uh, I felt really, I didn't know that I was, though. I started to feel weird and I started forgetting my jokes which is fine because they're not that memorable but like I started forgetting them and I was supposed to do 30 minutes and I got on stage and time started passing in this really weird way and I just got really fatigued and felt like I was going to throw up the whole time so I think I did like 15 to 20 minutes and then I was like I gotta go so I was like I hope people enjoyed that like the whole night the hosts were so nice about being like your headliner is going to be awesome and I was like no she's not and then she wasn't awesome I was not awesome and then I was stuck in Chicago. Uh, I was supposed to leave the next day. I was stuck there for another four days, and including New Year's Eve, because I was you so sick. It. Welcome to the New Year in Chicago. Yeah, it was, it was nice fun. In the Factory of Laughs. Um, you're great. I want to be more like you. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Sarah Benincasa. Thank you. Coming to stage is uh, one of my favorite comics of all time, and uh, I hope you like him. If not, well, I still love him. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the extremely funny Mr. James Fritz, everybody. James Fritz! <laughs> so is this whole show like about fingering Canaan's butthole? What is the show about? Yes. Am I doing stand-up? This is do very you, awkward. Do, yeah, do some stand-up. So, guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Did I tell you about my uh, trip home before I came out here? Have I told you that story? Okay, I'll do that. It'll be a little more of a story. When there's a small crowd, just tell yourself it's a storytelling show and then you get less depressed. <laughs> That's a comedy trick. Because um, then if they don't laugh, it's just a story. These aren't, this is a material that I work on and think about and cry. Um, well, I... Just moved here in November uh, from Chicago. Uh, I was in Chicago 12 years, which uh, you start to think, you know, like, hey, I'm a big, I'm a big fancy city boy. I'm metropolitan. I'm Chicago. <laughs> I read books and stuff. And then your family, though, is there to remind you. I'm from Kentucky is the thing. That's the fucking thing. And, like, no amount of city you're living is going to make me not a trash person. And the thing about your family is your blood is there to let you know what you can never escape and who you really are. And I, was, I went home before I came out here. I was like, I'm going to go home for a week. I'm going to detox, you know, get my shit together, attack L.A. with a positive attitude. And, um, but my family, geniuses that, were, that they are, uh, decided... Well, what they did the day before I went home to visit is they had my cousin uh, murder his dad. Uh, my cousin murdered his uncle, yeah, the day before I went home. And uh, yeah, that's fun. That's a fun, relaxing trip home. Uh, 
fucking... Well, I guess technically he manslaughtered him. What happened was he, he beat the fuck out of him. Uh, why? Why? For his bis- disability check. Because rednecks are cliche. And that's why he did it. <laughs> he beat him up for his disability check. And Uncle was... Uh, like He was such... He was bleeding internally for a month and a half, and he didn't even know. Didn't even know. He was such an alcoholic. He was just walking around like, oh, I guess I got a weird batch of moonshine. I got the weird belly itches. Filling with blood. And he dies. And um, all this shit came out after the fact that a cousin, oh boy, uh, used to wait till Uncle got his load on uh, and inject him with pain meds so he would pass out. So him and his girlfriend could sell meth out of his house. A girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend, you guys. Give it up for that. Give it up for him. Because you got to stand by that. Man, that's a job creator in western Kentucky. And whoops, the daisy gave his uncle, gave his dad hep C. Gave his dad hep C. Yeah, you heard me right. That's not a disease that's transferred from father to son very often, I don't think. I know two people in the world with hep C, and it's my dead uncle and Pamela Anderson, and I think she had a lot more fun getting it. So hep C, uh, bleeding internally, uncle dies. Am I being confetti? Sorry. I was just distracted. It looked like one lone piece of confetti fell down while I was performing. It was like, did Rip Taylor just die somewhere? He just died somewhere. Anyway, so yeah, on to the uh, funeral service uh, that we had, uh, which was just him in an urn, because poor people, we can't just burn them and put them in a thing and then decorate the awning of a church with a UK basketball flags, because that's what he, that's what he would have wanted. And, and so we're there at this old country church, and uh, motherfuckers played Freebird at the funeral. Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, the one, that one. They played it, which is fucking great. And, like, uh, to reference Kyle Kinane, I told him this story, and he was like, did they play it ironically? And I was like, there's no irony in Kentucky, asshole. No, they meant it. They were sitting around like, he was a free bird, man, you know? Like, he just was a free spirit. Yeah, he was blackout drunk his entire life. Pretty free bird. He would have... He would have been the bird that cla- crashed into the glass, though, because it was too clean when that happened. But, but the best thing about Freebird at a funeral is uh, the kind of people who would do that, uh, aren't, don't, they lack foresight in just their life. So they, they, didn't, they forgot about the part of Freebird where the twin guitar solo kicks in and it rocks the fuck out for about two minutes. And... <laughs> So they had to rush up to the DJ booth and, like, fade it out. Right when the best part of the song is starting, which was my the saddest event. Because you can't be sad and headbang at the same time. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is suck my dick, Taylor Swift. I'm sorry that guy was mean to you when you were a preteen, but I'm living in a Justified episode wrapped up in a drive-by trucker's song, and I hope... Tori Amos smashes your fingers shut in a rape piano because I don't care for her music, but at least her pain is real. You need the you need the mic. What do I? Oh. Oh. So that's what's going on. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? Hi, Steph. Hi, James. Uh, you guys used to live together. We did. Yep. In sin. <laughs> 
<laughs> Drinking's a sin. Yeah. Um, yeah, we lived together for the last, what, five, five, or, five, five or six, six months, months in Chicago before I came out here? Um, that's cool. Yesterday, we got day drunk, and uh, then this morning, my neighbor <laughs> at 8 a.m. started chainsawing trees. <laughs> Just so loud. It was, okay, that's boring. You ask questions. Are you glad you came to L.A.? Am I glad I came to L.A.? Yes. Is that what you just asked me? Yes. Okay. Um, I think I'm already drunk again. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> what? Um, you just told a four-minute story about your blackout uncle. <laughs> yeah, he was a good dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the moral of the story is you don't <laughs> have a kid because he will... Don't have a kid. That's the moral the of the story. The story is about how you can't escape where you came from. Exactly. <laughs> See, it's all thematic. Um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad I came out here. It's like fucking 60 degrees, like all the time. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever. Why did I spend 12 years in Chicago? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> For cred. Yeah. That's, a, that's dumb. We no, get... fuck that, man. Yeah, cred's Adam. dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you glad you moved to D.C.? Yeah, for sure. I am. Absolutely. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Because your fiancé, that's where her job is, and you're not making any money doing this. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. No, I'm, I'm poor, too. I'm in this for the art. Oh, that explains This everything. is art. <laughs> this is art. I got a grant. I got a grant to Did do you? This. No, no, I'm a liar. Uh. No, no, no. But I'm going to tell people I'm a poet and get poetry grants to do the show. They still give those out. They still give those out. <laughs> I thought poetry was dead. I thought stand-up comedy was the new poetry. Once Mark Marin becomes our next poet laureate, <laughs> I want to see that inaugural poem. What is this? Um, I asked when him. I locked the gates. <laughs> I do Maya Angelou. Well, actually, I, I do Dag doing Maya Angelou every time I think of a poet. The Fruity Loops. That's so funny. He's funny. David Allen Greer, go support him. Yeah, Dag needs our support. Um, I miss you. I miss you a lot. I don't know if it's a good thing that I miss you or a Why bad thing that I miss you. It's just I'm a gl- feeling you're allowed to feel. I don't want to feel, though. Yeah, you do. You love feeling. I do. You gave that whole Nirvana diatribe. I love Nirvana. Early. I love feelings They're nothing but raw feelings. I know. You're constantly talking about seeking truth and beauty. That's nothing but feelings. Don't That's talk right. to me. Don't talk about what I talk about I when like I'm drunk I'm on the show, <laughs> okay? Uh, both of these people on stage have heard me at... 3 a.m. Sh- yeah. screaming about the importance of truth and You're beauty. a very good drunk, though. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're it really very means a lot drunk. to me, especially from you and especially from you. You're a fun drunk. Thank you. I really try hard um, to be a good <laughs> drunk because I think I'm... Do you have like a lot of demon shit in your head that you're keeping in when we're hanging out? No. Like, don't say that. No, opposite. And, and it all comes out when I'm really drunk yeah, and it's all nice like super person. positive. Yeah, you're a nice guy. Yeah, and I think when I'm sober, I'm like Dave from Alvin and the Chipmunks where he's just always like, ugh. <laughs> These fucking kids are making me all this money, and they, they're like six inches tall. This is the easiest gig in the world, but they're so frustrating. That's dumb. I feel like Dave. You know what I mean? Holy shit. That's a nice Dave. pull. Yeah, I yeah, know. He is totally Top Dave. Top of my head. Yeah. Top of my head. I know. Oh, yeah. really? That wasn't written? No. no. This is actually what I have written down. <laughs> I like your... Thanks again for another... In a long line of your glowing intros. You might not like him, but I do. <laughs> Fuck it. Here he is. <laughs> You're the best. What am I supposed to say about you? He's great. He's going to make it. Like He'll be happy one day. That's a horrible way to bring someone Why would up. he lie? You like what I wrote down on my... Oh, no, Stephanie. <laughs> Are poems just a compilation of good tweets? That's your only note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you even say that? No. 
This is my note. This is my note for you. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I'll I got take a lot. That. Of, I got a lot of important ideas going on in my head. Yeah. Are you enjoying LA? I surprisingly am. It's not bad. It's pretty fun. It's pretty great. No, I'm surprised because I don't like New York. You don't. I don't, and I've been trying for years to really like New York. There's such like a classic curmudgeon. I I would think me. Yeah, I mean that as a compliment. Thank you so like, much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, like in a good way. Like, you know, like Sharpling or Letterman. Like, wow, I'm really blowing smoke Thank up you your so ass. Thank you so much. But, no, but I figured New York would suit your sensibilities. But eh, I'm, I'm good. I like it here more. There's better tacos and stuff. There, there's and, better yeah. tacos. Um, I don't know. I've, y- you're fu- there's better tacos. It's, there it's are pretty, better tacos. That's the one. Is that how you pick a city? Yeah, that's why I don't like DC that much. Yeah, that's the only. What is complaint. DC's? In my mind, DC is like not even. It's almost like it's not it almost not. Like, it almost has like no culture outside of politics. Like, what's the food and what's it known? High for? end American restaurants and like Jose <laughs> Andreas. It's. I'm. You asked a question. I'm what? telling you. High end American restaurant and Ho- and Jose Andreas and small plates. Yes, Ugh. like those are the three things. Where I, you don't have to live there. What's the problem? You're fine. Know, you I'm get to go angry. home to a different city with great burritos. Like don't. Fucking be mad at me. Um, so you like DC? Yeah, I, do. I, I think I like it because of who I'm with. She's a great lady. She's a great Shout lady. Out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to, <laughs> to Maya Angelou. So, um, uh, man, it's, it's so weird to do this with you because the, one of the first times we ever met was when we did the old show in my apartment in Chicago. Yeah, I remember that vividly. It's about four years ago. We went out onto your roof to smoke. Yes, we did. And uh, yeah, there were... There were a lot of burglaries, I believe. Happening yes, there at the was. Time. I had just gotten robbed, and uh, it was a great time. And I just, I just think, look at us now, buddy. We, we fucking made it. I just want to, I just want to let the kids out there know, like, if you <laughs> first really of all, uh, wait, I got a big question. Who what? are these theoretical kids you're always speaking to? <laughs> I'm talking to the kids. Do a lot of children listen to this I, podcast? Well, no, but I want the kids to listen. And I'm just talking to the adults that are already listening that it's... might breed and have a kid one day. Like, hey, go oh. visit the back catalog. You know. Well, my friend, his wife just got pregnant. Maybe like she can put the podcast to her belly, like people do with Beethoven, to make yeah. them smart, and it'll make them like a neurotic alcoholic. <laughs> Am I the neurotic, or are you the neurotic? You will never know. <laughs> no, I'm not neurotic. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm a I don't know if I'm an alcoholic or I'm just I'm reasonable. Uh, it's one of the two. I, I can't decide which one. Well, I, I no longer. What? I don't have can't you be both? Yes, but it's rare and weird. I think you're very reasonable when you're sober, but when you're drunk, you're 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 a drunk. Light. Yeah, you're the best. Let's thank get you drunk. so much. Um, we're gonna get drunk. Do you have any plugs? No. Fantastic. Uh, follow you on Twitter. <laughs> it's James Fritz Comic Fritz with a Z. Yeah, I should shorten that. Right, it's too Wait, late. Right. Is there Fritz with an S anywhere? Yeah, there's F R I T T S. What really? It's kind of adorable. Um, I might change it to that. If, if you're listening to this show and you want to hear more of James' stand up, I highly encourage uh, downloading Put Your Hands Together. It's a new podcast by Cameron oh, yeah. Esposito, and uh, it's recorded live at the UCB. And you're two episodes ago, you closed the show, you headlined the show, and it's a great, great yeah, set. Without knowing I was going to be on it. You talked about that in the post show interview. I, I highly recommend oh, it. Oh, I haven't listened uh, to it. I've listened to it. It's really good. Am um, I stepping on it right now? Like your plug? You're not helping your life really? okay. by, by doing this. Um, but th- thank you so Do much. Do we need to wrap up? Yeah. Thank okay. you so much for doing this. You're the best. Um, I love you, buddy. I love you, too. I sat into a mic, so it's real. <laughs> Thanks for touching my knee. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. James uh. Fritz. Let's hug. Love you, too. Zach, let's get Zach up here. Let's get Zach up here. 
Uh, well, Zach said stop. Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Haas runs a bunch of amazing shows in Chicago under the, the umbrella Shinebox Comedy. She's mostly in Logan Square. She also has a monthly show called Comedy Secrets at the Hungry Brain in Chicago, Illinois. And um, do you want to explain what that show is? Uh, yeah, I make uh, three comics go on stage and tell secret stories that they uh, they don't really tell people that they've never told on stage before, and then I make fun of them for it. Yeah, it's really so, like, cool. So, like, someone will tell a harrowing tale about how they got sober and uh, make us all cry, and then I will make fun of them. And that's what a real comic <laughs> does, and that's why she's one of my favorites. Um, you can hear Stephanie again on this show. We're going to be doing a show together in March. So thank you so much for doing this. Did you have an okay thank time? You. Yes, I had a great time. Good. Thank I know you. it was weird. Thank you for doing this. Zachary, um, I've, I've never seen Zachary play live. I've heard your music. I enjoy your music. You're in a band. Why don't you use that microphone to talk into Zachary? I like that you're calling me Zachary. Only my, Zach, grandma- Zach, only Zachary. my grandmother does that. Did your grandmother drug your grandfather for a disability check and then Freebird was on at the funeral? Um, they were more uh, Italian mafia types. Oh, that's nice. So you're from Chicago. Yeah. And um, you're, you're wearing a bull's hat. I am. I'm wearing a Michael Jordan pin. How does it feel to be a winner? Not, not recently, sadly. Derek Rose, ticket. Still hurt. Not up here, though. I'm pointing to my mind. We're all, we're all crossing our fingers in, that he's coming back soon. Um, you're going to play three songs. Is that cool? F- for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Zach Lubitin from the Dust Bowl Revival. Thank you. Uh, This is kind of a a rare treat for me. I usually have about a 10-piece band with me. So I actually uh, don't get to play a lot of my weirder kind of murder ballad songs. So um, let's see how it goes. Long cold year till I met you. She came with a fever and left like the flu. And honey, I I want you back. And she crashed her car into my house and she gave me the sweetest kiss on the mouth. But honey, I wanna go steady with you. If I could Oh, I know I would But I got that husband And those two children And that house right over there I must be going straight out of my head Cause all of December She slept in my bed But honey, I is filled with beautiful things broken glass lovers and sweet summer flings but honey I 
wasn't ready for you I read the fortune in the palm of a hand And then I made us some dinner Spam from a can And honey, I wanna go steady with you She said if I Got that electric bill and the water bill for that house right over there. And they said you can't lose what you never had. But those blues, they're driving me mad. And honey, I, I want you back. Thank you so much. This is the time of the show where uh, I'm going to play a little tuba kazoo. Um, it's just a kazoo, but way louder. Um, there's a song that uh, we do with the band, uh, our band Dust Bowl Revival, that we ch- I actually tried out at a comedy show. And um, there's a thing downtown L.A. called the Uncabaret. It's been going on for like 25 years or something. And uh, there was a song that I wrote, you know, like kind of in a half-drunken state one night. Um, and I, we tried it out, and it was such a, we had such a good time with it that we started doing it normally and uh, with the big horn section. So you're going to have to imagine that there's a horn section. And uh, it's got a little bit of a uh, strange love story to it that you might enjoy. It's called Josephine. That girl with the red dress on Just one look And I was long gone I asked her name I was feeling pretty keen She said they used to call me Joseph But now they call me Josephine Oh, oh They call me Josephine Oh, la, la, la I came from Kansas I was born the preacher's son I said let's go to Chinatown baby Let's have some fun I swear she had the sweetest smile A man has ever seen And they used to call her Joseph But now they call her Josephine Oh, oh They call her Josephine Oh La 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 Oh, 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 oh,
You know, Josephine worked security at a big club downtown. And after hours, we'd go dancing to the music, don't make no sound. I said, how did you get this way? She said, I'm an in-between. And they used to call her Joseph, but now they call her Josephine. Oh, oh, they call her Josephine, oh, la, 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 la. Oh, mama, can you tell me, how do you know, what if the girl you love, who fits you like a glove, is a boy named Joe? You know, she took me out for dumplings, and we had some sake bombs, and she brought me back to her place. Now don't you tell my mom I don't know what I'm feeling, boys But it's just like Halloween And they used to call her Joseph But now I call her Josephine Oh, oh I call her Josephine Oh, oh, oh. I call her Josephine I call her Josephine Mm-hmm. I call her Josephine. Thank you so much. I don't often get to, I feel like a lot of times people don't actually listen to lyrics when you have a, a big horn section next to you. They're sort of like, trumpet! Woo! So it's kind of. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to forget how the song goes when I actually hear how the song goes. All right, uh, speaking of murder ballads, I guess uh, the other two weren't murder ballads, really, so might as well do one of them. Um, It's kind of a loving look at uh, um, a very, very bad person. It's called Mayflower. Oh, so long ago And very far away I fell in love In the merry month of May But by the 4th of July My darling could not be found Oh, no I buried her six feet under the ground You know, I'm the jealous type With an often fractured heart My anger can be kindled By the very smallest spark but I love you so And I could never see you go That's why I visit you under the roses and the marigold 
packing house Oh how debonair in your frigid air Quiet as a mouse You're my little secret The root behind my power My sweet garden green I swore you'd be my last And I'd treat you nice and kind But like a grenade I was made Built to slay by design And with that razor blade Oh, I watched you come apart now I'll say hello when I'm walking in Central Park I was living in that freezer Oh, behind the packing house I'll debonair in my frigid air Quiet as a mouse Oh you're my little secret Smile at every hour My sweet garden green Mayflower Thank you so much. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for the Dust Bowl. He's in the Dust Bowl Revival. I, I highly recommend you go check them out. They have a show everywhere all the time. Uh, yes? Yeah. You have like 18 members of your band? Eight? Usually about nine members of the band. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to James Fritz for being a great guy and a very funny man. Thanks to Sarah Benincasa for being a perfect guest. Thank you to Stephanie Haas. Uh, for everything. She's wonderful. Thank you so much to the Silver Lake Lounge. Thank you, Mario. Thanks for letting us do this. I really appreciate it. Tip him well. He's a very nice man. Drinks are affordable here. Keep that in mind. I, seriously, you could charge a lot more. Please don't. You're a wonderful man. Thank you so much.